You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. We'll be talking about the monks, Black Monk Time. In the room, I have Rob, yes, sir. Ben, and Sean. Hi. I'm a monk. You're a monk. We're all, We're all monks. monks. It's monk time. <laughs> Black Monk Time is the debut studio album by a German-based American rock band, The Monks. It was released in May 1966 through Polydor Records and was the only album released during the band's original incarnation. It was produced by Jimmy Bowen, and the genre is garage rock, po- uh, proto-punk. And from All Music Review, uh, Mark Deming. The story of the monks is one of those rock and roll tales that seems too good to be true. Five American soldiers stationed in Germany form a rock band to blow off steam, and after starting out playing solid, ordinary R&B-influenced beat music, their songs evolve into something that bear practically no relation to anything happening in pop in 1966. If anything, the monks were far wilder than their story would suggest. They may have looked bizarre in their matching black outfits, robe, ties, and tonsures, but it was their music that was truly radical with the sharp fuzz and feedback of Jerry Berger's guitar faced off against the bludgeoning clang of amplified banjo taking the the place of rhythm guitar. As Roger Johnson pounded out minimalist patterns on the drums, Eddie Shaw's electric bass gave forth with a monstrous throb, and Larry Clark's keyboard bounced off the surfaces of the aural uh, melee. This would have been heady stuff, even with Berger's wild-eyed vocals in which he howls, I hate you with a passion, baby. Why do you kill all those kids over there in Vietnam? And believing you're wise being so dumb. Over the band's dissonance, Fury. The closest thing the monks had to a musical counterpart in 1966 were the Velvet Underground, but existing on separate continents, they never heard one another at the time. And while Lou Reed and John Cale were schooled in free jazz and contemporary classical that influenced their work, the monks were creating new specimens of rock and roll pretty much out of their heads. While Black Monk Time, their first and only studio album, doesn't boast a fancy production, the simple, clean recording of the group's crazed sounds captures their mad genius to striking effect, and the mingled rage and lunacy joy that rises from these songs is still striking decades after they were recorded. Within a year of the release of Black Monk Time, the band would break up, 
and the two singles that followed the LP were more pop-oriented efforts that suggested the Monks couldn't keep up this level of insanity forever. But in late 1965, the Monks were rock and roll's most savage visionaries, and Black Monk Time preserves their cleansing rage in simple but grand style. What did we think of Black Monk Time? Required listening. I love it so much. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, first, I mean... We were talking about the Sonics being kind of the first punk band. This They're right alongside there oh, yeah. being that proto-punk. I mean, maybe not even punk, though. This is something that is art a stripped-down, yeah, yeah uh, kind of a weird rock, art rock, whatever you want to say. A, it, yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's art rock. I, 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 I can draw a line from what they're doing here to, like, what, like, say, like, Devo is doing in 10 years. But I think it's punk as fuck. Mm-hmm. They're screaming about war. <laughs> they are screaming about war. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like compulsively listenable. Like, it's just, it flows really well. All the songs are really consistent. <laughs> I and love it so much. I love it so much. I do. I mean, whenever, like, so I have a radio show. Bring <gasps> that up. I know, right? But whenever What's it called? I, When's it on? Shut up. <laughs> Two years song. later. Yeah. Um, but whenever, like, I feel a little lost, like, I don't want to play next, like, and I throw the monks on, it just, like, puts me back in the zone. It's, like, it's, I don't, I don't really do a lot of sports. This is my sports song. <laughs> I love, it's I love the It's a palate cleanser of sorts. It really is. Yeah, but also kind of resets you. Like, it's so, it's so fresh. And so, like, we were talking before recording this about, uh, how important it is that an artist break new ground in order to be, like, put on any kind of list of greatest albums. And this is so groundbreaking. Like... They created this sound completely. It's amazing. I hadn't before this week uh, sought out much live video of the monks. I didn't know there was any. There is, mm-hmm. and and it's awesome. It's like uh, there's probably a handful, like six to ten songs, mostly from like two different German TV shows, and they're just losing their shit on stage. It's so cool. And to- the German audience is just... Slowly dancing yeah. to it. But they, they are not freaking when, like, out. You didn't have to be visually captivating to be popular or successful because that's not really what the world is about then, you know? And they still committed to the bit. They had the shaved tops of their heads. They had mm-hmm. the, the priest collars and stuff. Like, they just really went for it. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. in the military. A video for their song Monk Champ, where it's just, it's just drums and bass, and then everyone else in the band is playing two tambourines each. And... Then, like, like at different parts of the songs, like, different instruments are featured. So whoever is going to be featured, like, puts down his tambourines. There's still, like, eight tambourines going on. So, uh, but then when it gets to, like, like little guitar feature, the guitar is just laying on the ground. And and three of the dudes go up, and they're all just, like, like petting it like a cat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, like, and this is, like... This is 1965. Like, everything else is tame. And, and this is where it's at.
some cool stuff. I think that even though like the members of the band might disagree because you know they never did even get to play in their native country, they were geopolitical exiles in in like Cologne, Germany or wherever. But it almost like that that isolation of being like these American dudes. They're isolated from American culture. They're immersed in this German culture. There's a language barrier. And so they're they're doing this stuff, and they have the freedom. Because in the back of their mind, they're thinking, no one's even fucking listening. Yeah. You know? So they're, they're acting like, like excited young kids in a garage, like, finding out what their instruments can actually do without worrying about, like, like oh, no, like, what's the, like, what's the... What's the American record label going to say? Like, uh, wh- what is the publisher going to think about this? You're right. That brings up an inter- interesting point. This is might be one of the first albums that we've done that they had no concept of of it even being put out. Or I mean, when they probably created these songs, they're probably just let's just let's just fuck around, you know? Let's just mess around and, and be creative and be energetic within all these songs. But I, I wonder how like their their military backgrounds inform their approach too because it's like the whole album is very rhythmic and very like tight it's super tight yeah you know and like they were all in the army or right army yeah yeah Yeah. you know and like i wonder like how much they were like okay if we're gonna do this we have to do it right and we can't be sloppy and we gotta be good you know even if it's fun it's gotta be good and yeah you know I know that yeah, they're like, very controlled. Yes, it's it's like a wild, very wild album, but at the same time, you're right. Everything is has a they're really reining in like what what they want to sound yeah. like. Like if you it's, want to contrast with this with like another proto punk like MC Five, MC Five are wild, you know. And like there were times where they were like tight and kind of rock and roll cute band thing, but like I said that like I don't speak English, but <laughs> but you know the like monks flip out in a very calculated way which doesn't take away from it at all i think it if anything enhances it but yeah it's the ongoing uh, musical theme is is the beat it's all beat driven everyone everyone's playing a rhythm there's not that much melody in these songs like there's a little bit of melody in like the vocal lines but what the instrument's playing any instrument that's capable of playing a rhythm is playing a rhythm there's the symbols of the drum set are used only for accents. He's always riding on a tom. You know, like, it's very tribal rhythm, almost like trance-like. You know, just mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. And that, that, ban- just... that banjo's played like a percussion instrument. Yeah. You know, they're playing chords on it, but he he's just playing a counter rhythm to what the bass is playing. And the bass is so fuzzed out that it only has like a hint of the melody anyway. Like, it just, it's, everything is treated like a rhythm and it fucking rules. Right yeah. now we're listening to I Hate You in the headphones. It's a perfect example of the bass just, like, it's fuzz. It's, but it's yeah. delightful. It's a sea of fuzz. Yeah. yeah. Also, this song is just, like, really, like, cute and clever, too. Like, I hate you, but call me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nobody, like, would write songs about that mood or emotion in such explicit terms. Like, they're very straightforward. I hate you, but call me. But I hate you, but oh, I love you. you know, it's just, like... Mm-hmm. They just put you, it out there. They didn't try make to politicize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did any of you guys read Black Monk Time? No. I recommend it. Okay. Uh, find the book. Go read Black Monk Time. Um, it's been it's been a good fifteen years since I, I I've dug into it, but it's 
the story of how they actually got together and like did this shit and how it happened like in Germany. My favorite part was they were playing these shows and like uh, the what you see on the uh, like the the YouTube's with like the kids dancing and whatever and you know having a good time. They were actually like later on in their career they were the, every one of their shows was getting raided by the police with tear gas. So they'd all have gas masks on while they were playing. So the room would disperse, but they're still playing there because they got their gas masks oh my on. Gosh. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's absolutely so cool. It's bananas. Like they're so punk. <laughs> so good, man. And yeah, like I there there is a there is a direct line to Devo, like as far as this stuff's concerned, and especially um, talking about being stuck in a place that doesn't have much for you. Um, you know, Akron, Ohio, like mm. they were just they fuck, we're just gonna hang out in the basement and come up with this weird ass shit. And these guys were the same thing, you know. They they'd get the occasional American radio stuff coming over, but when you're when you're that inbred as far as like, oh we gotta make some tunes, like you're gonna come out with something that sounds <laughs> as bananas as this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it yeah, I I, th- this is this is normal listening for me. I, I fucking love this record. Yeah, you were talking about Devo. I could definitely see the residents too. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is uh, prime. You know, this is inspiration. I'd say for the residents of how, how they they came up with their stuff. Uh, don't know if the residents are gonna make this <laughs> book, but <laughs> we'll see. We can yell about that in 1992. <laughs> I would argue that. The punk rock, uh, the kind of the punk rock use of hair as a statement mm-hmm. could even be traced back to the monks. Yeah, sure. great point. Reverse mohawk. Reverse right. mohawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I like. I really can't believe photos of them or footage. Just like that, they were all like, "Yeah, this band matters more to me than like being normal." Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> I really appreciate that. I think their sacrifice was totally worth it. Yeah. Thank you I'm for your service, you, guys. I'm glad you guys all sacrificed and shaved your uh, heads for this episode. Uh, I was going to be there episode. Anyway. this episode. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd do this. I'm just going bald. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> actually introduced uh, to this album by my wife, uh, oh. who was then my newish girlfriend, and she was like, oh man, you'll love the monks, you love this. Uh, and when I first listened, I didn't even understand what the story behind the monks or anything, 
and I was kind of conf- it was confusing. You know, for some reason it was just off-putting to me because I don't know what It's such a random assortment of factors that make them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so assemblage. It Here you go. I definitely <laughs> on first listen, I I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if this is for me and I don't know if I was just not in the right mood or whatever or but they're they definitely I feel like they're one of the bands that it's like if you if it doesn't strike you uh, you know the the first time keep listening because it's it's an amazing album and it took me you know a repeated listen and I w- was kind of like yeah I didn't like it at first and then I started listening and been like oh man this is amazing like this is awesome just how they're doing this sort of like garage rock that yeah the rhythmic uh, chanting and that stuff is so cool. I bought this album maybe 12 years ago and it's still in my regular rotation. It's just, it just feels so good. Also, I know that in general, we like try to avoid talking about bonus tracks and stuff because we're going for the album thing, but this is their only record. Yeah. And all the stuff outside of this record that you can get a hold of, you should listen to as well. Cause it's, it's all really good. It's all good. Yeah. Like they've got that, that Hamburg, uh, 12 inch thing that came out a couple years ago. It's excellent. Um, on Spotify though, even if you listen to this album, they have some bonus tracks. Superb. Like there's just there's listen a, to all the monks you can. A collection that came out in the nineties called five upstart Americans. And it's different versions of some of these songs and also some stuff that's not on this. And I recommend it. The different versions are even, they're different enough that some of them are barely recognizable as the same song. It, it, it anything by the monks, just get it, listen to it. Start a band. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, earlier today, I was listening to um, Pretty Suzanne. God, that song is a winner. Like, and it's totally, it's different from the stuff on this record, I think, but it's mm-hmm. still, it's just, oh, it's so good. They really, they blow me away every time. Yeah. And, and pick up the book Black Monk Time. I will do that, it's, Robert. It's very, it's very, very enlightening. Uh, so for me, plus. If we're going from plus. Neutral, negative. Mm-hmm. This is a definite plus. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely required listening for anybody who's interested in sort of avant-garde, punk, garage, any anything like that. Yeah, a, a, a absolute plus on, on my end. Um, still regular rotation for me as well, and it 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 it's so good. Like, <laughs> it, it, I, I I can't express how like. How important this record is, like, like to to anything that came after it that had a little pep to it, like it, th- this this record fucking rules. Obviously a plus, but seriously, go A B, go go like put on put on the Birds Fifth Dimension, <laughs> <laughs> and then put on Black Monk Time, and tell me which one is really more influential. Tell me which one really has lasting power and and deserves all of the laurels that it. Didn't even get for 40 years, you know? Oh, my goodness. I, I can't say enough good things. It's, it's and I epic. like the birds. Yeah. yeah. Plus. Plus. <laughs> no, I mean, I think if I, like, if I had a child and my child was like, I want to start a band, I'd be like, okay, watch videos of these guys and then do whatever feels right. Like, they... <laughs> Your kid's going to cut his own hair. <laughs> I know. I did. It's cool. No, but I mean, like, it's... It's such, like, creative freedom they had. Like, the imagination in this band is great. Like, they clearly were all just like, okay, let's get weird. Like, you know, no holds barred. And, like, 
I mean, the 60s, especially, like I said, in the military, in Germany, maybe not like the coolest place to just be yourself. And they, these guys all kind of were like, yeah, we're going to just do our own thing. And they fucking crushed it. They all needed that outlet. Yeah. And just all the chips fell into place you know? oh one more thing about this record is the way they talk about making love what's the one song was like I'm gonna make love to that girl and like all the guys are like yeah you are it's, it's so weird it's like they all like sat around and like hey have you heard of sex <laughs> like, it was, is it the last one that's my girl yeah they're like yeah yes yeah <laughs> It's almost like the Backstreet Boys when they're like, am I sexual? Yeah. I think the Backstreet Boys are influenced by the monks. See that girl over there? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make love to that girl. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mickey Mouse yelling about getting gross. Anyway, plus. All right. Good deal. Shave your, shave your head, start a band. That's, that's the lesson of the monks. Everybody's a monk, too. We're all monks. We're all monks. Uh, next time, we'll be talking about the kinks face to face. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.